0: So you're starting a new job as a school-based speech-language pathologist, and you wanna know, where do I even start? Hi, I'm Marie Murataya, and I am a school-based speech-language pathologist, and these are my quick tips to help you know exactly where to get started, maybe what questions to ask, and how to organize yourself as a school-based speech-language pathologist. The very first thing you wanna do is to figure out who can help you who are the people or maybe the person who is the person who you can ask all your big and small questions to a really important piece to this is finding your fellow school-based SLPs, whether they're in your district or maybe in surrounding districts within your state, maybe they're across the Instagram or social media universe, but you know, there are certain questions you want to reach out to them for and ask, find your people, find your tribe of SLPs, I'm very grateful that pretty much every SLP in my district will respond to an email when you ask the small questions, the big questions, the, hey, did this change in the way that we write IEP questions? Because those are always going to happen. Whether you're six years in, whether you're one year in, whether you are 10 or 15 years in, things change. And so having that group of people or that one person you know you can go to is essential. The next thing is maybe make your list of questions. When you're learning how to specifically work within your IEP writing systems or when you're trying to figure out how you want to take data and document, think about what you can ask, or maybe it's just asking for examples. A really big one is asking for templates in filling out those ieps because that will be not only a time saver but just really helpful with all the little tedious nitty-gritty things that go into an iep you know knowing which boxes to check when you're writing certain goals or knowing what the state standards are so make your list of maybe you know hey i need templates for this page this page this page of the iep and then also ask how other slps are taking data whether again, that's in your district or maybe that is outside of your district, but you can kind of extend that hand to your fellow SLPs elsewhere to figure out what maybe the most efficient ways are to taking that data when you're in that back-to-back group, fast-paced setting of the schools. I'm going to reiterate this a lot, but asking questions is not a bad thing. Asking questions means you are trying to learn how to be the best clinician you can be for yourself and for your students. I was really afraid to ask questions my first year in the schools and it didn't do me any good because I would sit for hours trying to figure out how to do something by myself when had I asked the question, I would have learned within five minutes something else I would really encourage you to do within the first week starting your job in your school is to set up your environment in a way that feels comfortable for you, in a way that brings fun and inspiration into your work as a speech pathologist. I don't like using the analogy that work is another home for myself, so I don't necessarily think about my work office as you know, creating something that's like my home environment. I like those things to be separate. That is just a personal preference because that's how I make sure I've established some boundaries and some balance in my life. And I put myself first as a human. However, I do believe in setting up your environment to the best of your ability. And you know, with the time that you have to do so that serves you, that serves the purpose. Maybe again, your intention is to bring that fun in or to bring that creativity in or to bring that calmness in whatever that might be. Make sure you make time for that. Even if you set aside little chunks over the first month or months in your new job. Make sure that you have that time, you take that time to hang the string lights that you like, to put up the pictures that inspire you the most. Environment can really impact your mood, it can impact your mindset, and when you are gonna be sitting in that space to both do therapy and do report writing and conduct assessments, maybe even hold meetings, you wanna have that environment that helps your soul thrive. I don't even know what number I'm on, but another important thing to make sure you do when you're starting out is know where you wanna set those boundaries. And maybe you don't even know where you wanna set them, but have in mind you understanding that there are going to be ways and reasons you establish certain boundaries. Maybe the first couple weeks of you being in your job is just you determining where those boundaries are perfectly acceptable. But I wish when I started out in the schools, I had somebody telling me, hey, pay attention to yourself. Know where you're going to, you know, extend beyond your bandwidth or know where you're going to need to not do something or say no to something. It took me a couple of years to really figure that out and had somebody kind of alerted me to at least be paying attention to those things within the first couple of months, I would have set boundaries a lot earlier and really prevented some burnout early on in my career. So when thinking about setting boundaries, you know, pay attention to how early you're getting up in the morning and what your morning routine needs to look like. Know what time you're supposed to get to work. Know what time you prefer to leave work. If it's right at the end of your contract day, know that that is okay to do. If you prefer to stay late, um, but not come in super early or whatever, depending on what you're allowed to do, take those things into account. Pay attention to what time you are answering emails or even looking at your email. Pay attention to how you're scheduling your students. Something that can be very overwhelming when you're starting out in the schools is that scheduling factor. I know I said scheduling and I thought I better jump right into this because you're going to have all of the the questions and the thoughts now about scheduling and how overwhelming that might seem. It's overwhelming. But let me tell you something that might give you a little bit of comfort your schedule can keep changing. It's okay to change your schedule multiple times when you're first starting out, throughout the school year, and even when you're again, or there's so many years into it, you will find that giving yourself that mindset around the fact that I can change my schedule when I need to. So if something's not working within the first few weeks of grouping your students, if something needs to be changed just because that day you have a lot of assessments to conduct, that is fine. So knowing that you can make those changes throughout your school year is just a really healthy and helpful way to go about thinking about your speech schedule especially when you're just starting you know the process of creating your very first speech schedule now some of my tips around creating that very first speech schedule are to take it easy on yourself and take it easy on your students you don't have to get it perfect the first time you don't have to get it perfect the 15th time take some time in the first couple of weeks whether you're starting out in the middle of a school year or you're starting out in the very beginning to observe your new students in their classrooms, in the environment where they're maybe more comfortable with the routine. This way you can touch base with not only them, but their teachers as well, and start building the connections for collaboration with the teachers and the connections for those interactions with your students. This also gives you the ability to be a familiar person when you do go to pull them out for their first speech session in your speech room. And they'll probably feel a little bit more comfortable because they've seen you in their classroom, they know their teachers trust you and know you, and it's just, a really cool way to go about it, and it makes it more comfortable for everybody. You also get the opportunity when you do make that time to go in and observe and touch base, to see your students interacting with other students and to see how they interact, to get an idea of what their interests are. So that way, when you do pull them in to build rapport and you know have that relationship driven communication you know what kinds of things they like you know what to talk about with them you know what toys to have for them you also have a good idea of how you can group them maybe in one class you have students that work really well together and they're both in speech so you know it's going to be really easy to have them enjoy that interaction maybe they have the same interests or they just get each other and it makes your speech session a lot more fulfilled and and effective because they enjoy that interaction lastly and maybe the most important thing to keep in mind when you are starting out as a school-based speech pathologist is to make sure you're making time to not be a school-based speech pathologist and i would argue that you should be making the majority of your time to not be a school-based speech pathologist outside of your contract hours now this is something that might take some time to really feel confident in and comfortable in but the whole idea that you are a human first and an slp later on down the line maybe second third whatever your priority list is is a really important one to me because again this is something i wish somebody would have you know just at least put in my mind early on in my career as a speech pathologist i'm grateful that i figured it out some years later it was the best possible thing for me and it helped me learn how to teach you how to do these things but Make time every day to be yourself. It can even happen at work. Be who you are, you know, take your journal to work, journal in the middle of your day, make sure you take a lunch, make sure you turn your computer off when you need to take breaks, Um, take walks outside. You know, there's whole lists and things you can do throughout your day to find balance and make sure that you are protecting your energy. But ask yourself, do I have things outside of my work life? Do I have, you know, community classes I want to take or things I want to learn to do? Do I have creative outlets? I need to make sure that I'm supporting, you know, through my daily life or my weekly life that I can while I am still being a school-based SLP and do those things. If you have to schedule time to do those things or have a day of the week that you craft or a day of the week that you practice music, make sure that you're doing that and be rigid if you need to, or maybe just do what you feel you need to do as you feel it, but don't allow yourself to let the job consume you. We do not need to eat, sleep, breathe, live speech pathology. I always say this and I always will because you deserve to know that you can be you outside and inside of being a school-based speech pathologist. Sometimes things feel overwhelming. Things in different seasons will be more overwhelming. You'll have heavier IEP seasons. You will feel more consumed. Just know that it sometimes can go like this, but as long as you are doing what you need to do to find that balance, to be reflective, to be rested, to prioritize your wellness, then you are going to be okay. I have a lot more videos on finding that balance, you know, prioritizing yourself over all else, protecting your energy. So please make sure that you are finding those resources, whether they're from me or from others, if you need them. So just trust in that as you grow as a speech pathologist. I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. And I can't wait to connect with you over more things SLP life and, you know, being a human life. See you on the next video.